Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Every one of us in this assembly, in this congregation to know those who are worshiping with us for the first time, you're coming here, you know, you've been here before, you are here again today, or you are just sitting down, I mean, making up your mind right now, joining us today to say, oh, this church, I will continue to worship God here. You are part of all of us, and this message is for you. One thing that God wants all of us to have in this season, I am very convinced that he wants to take us to another level of understanding. It doesn't matter if this is your first time of being here. It doesn't matter even if you have not given your life to Jesus. Coming to that understanding is salvation already. Because without understanding, there could be no salvation. One major thing that has been affecting how we do things, how Christian especially, our disposition concerning things, it's the understanding that we have about what we're doing. But I know very well that in this season, the God of heaven and earth will unlock supernaturally our understanding and we will understand his ways and his will in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want you to pray to the Lord this morning. Thank you God. Today's our Thanksgiving service. If you have an understanding, if I have an understanding of what it means to thank God, we will thank him differently. I was sharing with our brethren in the first service, you know, of Jehoshaphat, how he was supposed to lead people to battle, but he appointed military people, I mean, sorry, praise singers, in front of the military ones. The one with, with uh, you know, with spears and with all of that stuff, he put them behind and he appointed singers, praise singers, Second Chronicle chapter 20. They should be in front of the people. And they should start praising God for his mercies and their forever. <laughs> you know what happened? The Bible tells me in verse 22 of the Second Chronicle chapter 20 that and when they began to sing and to praise. When they began to sing and to praise. What many of us just think is just music. It's just, uh, they're just dancing. You know, some people have even question why the way dancing God's presence. Why do you shake your body? It's just maybe for sure of no. No. The Bible says, worship God with a dance. Give him a dance. So when the choir says, Kumole, you can do the Kumole as much as you can. All of these things are worship in God's presence. The Bible says, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambushment against the children of Amnon. Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah and they were smitten. The battle has been won in the spirit realm before they became, you know, victorious in this in physical. And that is why this morning, with this understanding, when you sing and when you praise, when you say some accolades to God, eulogize God, you will be surprised that God Himself will stand and fight your battle for you. God will take care of that or those areas where you are suspecting evil or some challenges in the past. 
want someone in this house this morning to thank God for something in their life, in their family. Something in my life, in my family. Something upon, upon my work area, whatever it is. You want to bless God for something this morning. Thanking Him and see God stand up for your battle. Just give Him praise, exhort Him. Lift up the name of the Lord. Make sure you thank God for something, for your children, for your husband, for your job, for your career, for your business. Thank God for something spectacular, specific. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we worship you. song with understanding from the moment it's long until I lay my I will see of the goodness of God
the name of Jesus. Okay, uh, if you are a celebrant of this month, February, please you can remain standing while everyone sits down. A celebrant of this month, please remain standing. We want to thank God on their behalf. We want to thank God on their behalf. Short, can we just lift our hands onto these ones and bless God for them? Birthday celebration, wedding anniversary, some milestones in their lives and their marriages. Let's thank God for them. They are celebrants of this month. Let's pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, things of joy will not depart from their home, from their family. That which you have come rejoicing in God's presence for shall continually be blessed in the name of Jesus. You have come to celebrate today. We celebrate with you. And we pray that you continually celebrate in God's presence. Thank you, precious Father, for this one. In Jesus' name, we pray. Lord, in blessing, we pray these ones are blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for sparing their lives. Thank you for giving them opportunity to see another year. Lord, we pray that you will crown this year with blessing in their lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. God bless you, brethren. Congratulations. Let's jam our hands together and celebrate them. God bless you. Have your seat. Hallelujah. Please, you will not mind this voice today, right? Amen. We try to cook it and cook it well, but it's refusing to cook. We praise the Lord anyways. Hallelujah. In heaven, you are the Lord. On earth, you reign forever. My Father, Somebody say, Blessed be your name. See, I'm prepping us because this, this month, praise shall not depart from your life. We must have this understanding. It works, it works, it works. If we know how to give it to God in praise and in worship. I tell you, devil will be far away from us. You know where the scripture says, oppression shall be far from your dwelling. It comes from the place of praise. I share with our brethren in morning service, you know, when um, Peter was delivered from the prison, he was the only one left. He was sleeping. They woke him up. But when Paul and Silas, we sing and praise. The Bible tells us that the entire gates was opened and every one chain was loosed. See, when you praise, things that are marvelous happen. When you praise, things that are surprising happen. I want you to come to the praise of the Lord today with a gratitude heart, with a heart of, of appreciation of what God has done since January to this moment. I can tell you that many more are coming your way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, you are the Lord. Oh, on earth you reign forever, my Father. Oh God, how great thou art! How great thou art, Lord, yes, be. Somebody say, Lord, you are great, Lord, you are so good, you are so good, yeah, my God, yes, be. You are so good, Lord. You are so good, Lord. Blessed be in heaven, in heaven. On earth, 
of our sins, God bless you. The Bible says, as Jehoshaphat continued to praise, God sent an abushment. An abushment. Well, maybe I should release you. I know you are contemplating. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may have your seat, but hold it to your microphone. God bless you. God sent an abusement against the enemy. The enemy that was scary to Jehoshaphat at the beginning. If you look at Second Chronicle, chapter 20, verse 1, the Bible says it came to pass after this also that children of Moab and the children of Amnon and, the, and, the, and with them other side, the Ammonites came to, against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came someone. Someone came and told the story to Jehoshaphat. I don't know who has come to tell you a story that is scary. I don't know who has come and told you something that is not palatable. It's not pleasant. And since the day you heard that story, your heart has been troubled and disturbed. The Bible says Jehoshaphat was in that same experience from the scripture we read this morning. He said, great multitudes cometh against thee from beyond the sea, on the sea, on the side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazot Tamar, which is Engelid. And in verse 3, the Bible says, and Jehoshaphat feared. So I don't know who in this place this morning that is afraid of what you have heard. Sometimes all things, I mean, things are normal and going easy, easily without any trouble or turbulence until something is said, until something is heard. And Jehoshaphat heard about the disturbing news of three nations coming against him in battle. And he went before the Lord. The Bible says he proclaimed a fast. First thing was he prayed and he went before the Lord. Time will not permit me to read through. There's a portion of the scripture there where Jehoshaphat was praying. And Jehoshaphat stood in verse 5 in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem, the house of the Lord, and said, O Lord God our Father, are thou not God of heaven, the rulers that ruleth not over the kingdoms of the head eatings? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand you? That's why I sang that song. In heaven you are the God on earth you reign forever my father oh God how great our heart blessed be on it the Lord ruleth in every affair of man he ruleth in the spiritual realm the scripture described Jesus as the head of principalities and power he stays above everything and is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces of the soldiers and armies of heaven. The scripture described here that Jehoshaphat was eulogizing God. He had some understanding about God. I want to show to you today the spiritual dimension to things. Everything we see is not all that there is. There are things in the realm of the spirit that controls what you see in the realm of the physical somebody with me always like that always I can tell you that even as little as having headache sickness if you can understand that these things 
have their control from the realm of the spirit, you will first address where to address first. Someone will just look and say, is it not ordinary? It's not ordinary. Because the spirit controls the physical. There is something orchestrated in the spirit realm to our favor or to our disadvantage. It is better we have understanding so we can stand in the place that we need to stand. Many people are fighting just physical battle, not understanding the spiritual realm. Somebody said sometimes ago that he, he commanded that he sacked, I don't know who gave that testimony now, that is, he fired his, uh, his CEO who was, you know, who was uh, trying to hedge him out of his job and all of that. That firing has been done three months and the CEO was still sitting there. But after three months, you know when, three months later, the company just told him, sorry, we, are, we don't want you anymore. When was he really fired? Three months ago. That's, some, some person get to their work and they just give them a letter of, sorry, we don't need you anymore. And if you ask that brother, you told us that, see, I, I had a dream, same dream that I was relieved of my job. It has happened in the spirit realm. He just went to the office to get a physical letter. And then it was like, what's going on? So when he got another job and he was doing, and then they, they, and he got the same dream again that they were going to give him a sack letter. He ran to the place where he would run to. And he settled it in the spirit realm. And then everything was cancelled in the physical. If we don't understand that spiritual controls the physical, we will just be walking with the physical dimension of life. There is duality of life. Life is in two forms. Whatever you see created today have been created in the spirit. Is somebody following me? Whatever you see created today has been already conceptualized in the realm of the spirit, even released before you know it. I pray God will grant us understanding in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jehoshaphat was going to fight a battle. He went before the Lord and cried. Time will not permit us to read all his prayer. But there is one part of the prayer that he said, I don't even know what to do. He said, these people are too many for us. He said, we don't even know what to do or how to fight them. And then, after the prayer, he said, in the, okay, that's verse, uh, verse 12, actually. Verse 12. So he said, oh, our God, we do not judge them, for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon you. He gave all his action to God. I mean, all his sight and concentration on God. And he confessed that I was, I'm afraid. I don't even know what to do, how to fight these ones. Then he continued to pray before the Lord until the word came in verse 15. Be, be not afraid, not dismay. By reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but the battle is God's. The battle has been taken care of in the spirit realm. Why these dead soldiers who were still thinking they were alive were marching and they were saying we are going to destroy these ones. But the battle has been taken over by the Lord. Ah, the Lord will fight your battle. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jehoshaphat received the word of the Lord not to be afraid. So the scripture tells us that this same man now, after the word has been said to him, he had an understanding of the spirit. And in verse, uh, verse 20b, he said, 
There's a prophecy that came that said, believe in God, your Lord, and you shall be established, believe in the prophet, and so on and so forth. But in verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. Why would somebody in his right senses appoint singers to the Lord in the battlefield? The war that is going on right now, Russia and the Ukraine, people are sending artillerists. If any country made a mistake and said, we are sending you singers, what do you think? <laughs> I trust CNN. A stupid president is sending singers. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, does it? No. No. And if uh, Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, they made a mistake and say, I am sending some powerful singers and worshippers and they are going to stand and face Russia missile. You know the world will tell him that you are already committing, I mean, creating genocide because these people will be destroyed. Jehoshaphat was in that same situation. He was having the revelation and understanding of what praise can do. If you and I understand what praise can do today, I tell you there will be no battle that will be too much for us to, to fight. There will be no victory that we cannot attain in the place of praise. When things are not working well, all things are not moving well. A sister called me recently and said things were not working well and all of that. And I said, have you thanked God for the ones that is working? She posted a little and I said, okay, I've not, I didn't even know that some, some are even working. You know, we spend more time on things that are not working and we forget those things that are working. And he said, I didn't even take time to know that some things are working. And that was, I think, on Tuesday last week. And then he said, okay, I will spend time before the Lord and worship. And on Thursday, he calls me back. And he said, ah, everything is now working. I can see everything turning around for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, let's understand the power of praise. Let's understand that there is a spiritual dimension to everything. When we come to God's presence and we say dance before the Lord. You know, some people will be wondering, why, why do you dance? Why do you, why do you dance? People can frankly say sometimes someone asks that question, why do we sing? Why are we singing? It's because we understand the spiritual dimension to all these things. Mm, don't tempt me. Spiritual dimension to all these things. You see, we understand, we have in our heart, we know what power lies in praising God. Jehoshaphat went before the Lord, appointed singers, and said they should praise, they should sing unto the Lord, and that they should sing praise, and sing praise to the beauty of God's holiness in verse 21. And as they went out before the army, can you see, singers were going before the army. <laughs> I thought that you would display the, 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 the weaponry first. The tank. You see all the military tank they are rolling to Ukraine right now. I mean, you display that power and strength and say we have come to fight the enemy. But what did they put forth? Praise. Thanksgiving. Worship. First. And the happy were behind. You know, there's a place in the scripture here that the Bible says to jo the Lord said to Joshua, you will not fight that battle at all. You will not shoot one arrow. So what happened? And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord himself took over the battle. The Lord himself 
took over the fight and the Lord himself started causing ambushment for the people that came against them. Similar thing happened to Joshua in the book of Joshua chapter 10. After he has fought a battle against a country called High. High was a small country. Joshua thought he could go by his strength and, do, and just wipe them off. And they sent only 3,000 soldiers to fight it, the people. And when they fought, 36 of Israelites were killed. 36 soldiers were destroyed. And Israel turned their back against their enemy and they ran. And Joshua laid down in Joshua chapter 7, laid down before the Lord from morning to night, asking, God, what is the problem? Anyways, fast track. The Lord gave him the solution. They took care of Achan and all the accustomed and they went back to high and they won the battle second time. But after the second battle with I, they were in Gigal and relaxing when uh, about five countries rose up against the Gibeonites and said they want to distract them. Joshua chapter 10. If you don't mind, you can quickly turn to me. I will wrap up on that this morning. Spiritual dimension to the power of praise. In the book of Joshua chapter 10. And I will start, just read a uh, few verses from here. So if you look at verse 1, you see all of those kings that rose up against Joshua. Of course, they rose up against uh, the king of Gibeon. Gibeon uh, had made peace accord with Israel. Israel had no issue with this battle at all. Joshua shouldn't have fought this battle at all. He was just sitting on his own. But because he has made a pact with the Gibeonite, and so the five kings came to attack the Gibeonite and destroy them. Of course, in verse 3, talk about Adonizek, king of Jerusalem. He talk of, of Hoham, king of Hebron. He talk about Piram, king of Jamot. He talk about Jephia, king of Lashish, and Deborah, king of Eglon. All of them came up to fight. So the five kings in verse 5 waged war against the Gibeonite. Now the Gibeonite in verse 6 called Joshua to come to their rescue because they had a path. In those days, I think those are the NATO of those days. You know, when they want to destroy a country, they're going to call on the NATO come and support us. So all these things have been happening. Okay. Now, but in this place of battle, Joshua was fighting this battle. The Bible says he traveled all the way from Jerusalem and went to Giga up all night. He was was working all night to fight a battle. <laughs> How many people know that that's the wrong way to fight? Because people are the upper hill, they are advantage to the people that are in the valley. So they travel from valley across all night to Giga to go and support them. And when they got to the land of the Gibeonites, they got them in the morning and started fighting you know soldiers that have trekked all night got in the morning I'm just showing to you spiritual dimension that it is not by power nor by might but by the spirit of the Lord it is not by skills of soldiers it is not by weaponry it's not by the, by the sophistication of your weapons that can make things work but if we understand the spiritual dimension of all things we will pay more attention to it uh, let's go back to book of I mean to the story of Jehoshaphat. You are the judge. The people send worshippers, 
and they won the battle. If another battle will come next time against Jehoshaphat, what will you recommend? Sorry, say it loud and clear. Worshippers, how did you come to that understanding? By what? By the story that had happened by revelation. Now, all these things are written in the scripture for us to have understanding. That this thing works. It worked for people in the past. It can work for us now. I mean, Jehoshaphat did not win the battle by the strength of his army. They did not even shoot any arrow. Now, the story of Joshua. He trekked and walked with the soldiers all night. Tired. Fucked out. Famished. No food, no sleep. They got to the five kings that waged war with soldiers in the morning. And they fought that battle right from there. You will know that this was not human being fighting anymore. It was God. And you will see from that story. In verse 8, the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them unto thy hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. In verse 9, Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Giga all night. You see, traveled all night. And the Lord, who, who did what? In verse 10, and the Lord discomfited them before Israel. Does it look like what happened in 2 Chronicles 20, 22? And the Lord set an ambushment. Do you see how God is taking over battles? Don't fight alone. Tell your friend, don't fight alone. Let God fight for you. And the Lord discomfited. Now, if you are in an alliance with soldiers and all of that, the first thing when nations are coming together in alliance, first thing you want to watch against is confusion. Because people wear different clothes, uniforms. People have different strategies. They even speak different languages. And then they are bringing them together to fight. See, God can use that to the advantage of his children. They came together and there was confusion among them. And the Bible says, they were, they, and Israel slew them with great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that went up to Beth Horon and smote them to Azka and unto Mikada. And these people fled before the Israelites. When they were fleeing, this is where I'm going this morning. When they were fleeing, Joshua felt, no, the Lord has given us this battle, but time was of the essence. And Joshua had an understanding of what time can do. He knew one God that holds time and season in his hand. And he looked up and spoke to the sun and said, Son, stand still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. I paused a little bit when I was reading this story. How did Joshua understood geography? In those days, there was no geography. Who told him that sun rotates or revolves around his axis and rotates around the heart? Who told him? How did he know that there is a moon that revolves in his axis or in his orbit and then revolves around the heart? How did he know that sun and the moon were instrumental to time and season? How did he know that? You know, these are what we study in science today. There was no science then. How did he know? Somebody says, spiritual understanding. 
when you have an understanding, it affects the way you pray. It affects what you request. It affects how you do it. Because Joshua has understanding. He was not praying, God, kill my enemy, kill my enemy. No, he knows that the enemy are already discomfited. He knows that they are already confused. What did he do? He spoke. He said, I can speak to he that have the sun and the moon. And he said, sun stand still and moon stand still. And the scripture reported in verse 14. Church, can we read together? Verse 14. When you have understanding, you will do the impossible. When you have understanding, you will move mountains that are not necessary. You cannot necessarily move with your power. Verse 14. Can we all go together? Go. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for his strength. Let's rise to our feet. Father, fight my battle for me. Grant me understanding that will help me win every time. Grant me understanding that will perpetually put me in the place of victory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, ask the Lord this month. Grant me understanding that will place me in the place of victory all the time. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody pray this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, grant me understanding that will perpetually put me in the place of victory. Understanding will perpetually put me in the place of victory. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody pray before the Lord this afternoon. Lord, I receive grace of understanding. I receive spiritual understanding. To understand deeper and deeper, Lord. To know more than I know right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. understand it in the 
the name of the Lord Jesus. Perpetually, Lord, we want to stay in the place of victory. You have said to us today that there is victory, there is victory in praise. Lord, we pray that you will help us, O oh God, to use the weapon of praise all through this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive grace, O oh God. We receive grace, O oh God, to do, O oh God, all that you have taught even us this morning in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, O oh God. We hope you Thank were you, blessed Father. by that teaching. In Jesus For further name, inquiries, please visit Amen. our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at RCCGPPPSK, on Instagram and Twitter at RCCGPPP. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.